As a chilek of a muktzah machmas kufa, we have to discuss foods. Very, very exciting topic when it comes to uh, muktzah. There are a few halakim when it comes to muktzah and agave food. There is, and again, we're in the section of muktzah machmas gufai, which means that anything we say today that is muktzah, we mean that it's completely muktzah. That means there's no hetel tzor gufai or makoim. I want to make that very, very clear. The hetel of tzor gufai and makoim are only by a kli shemalachto leissa. Do not apply. To a Muktzah Machmas which means that these Shailas that we're discussing now, there is no heter to move, except, which we'll get to Be'ezus Hashem, when we talk about Tiltul Begufoy, in a completely weird way, and we will discuss it at the time why that's Muta, but we'll get to that. But Akoponim, Muktzah Machmas no heter. Let's talk about food. Okay, so we'll start with the Gemara Kuf and Aleph in Shabbos, where the Gemara talks about a raw meat. And the Gemara says that raw meat um, is not moksa. And the reason for that is, says the Gemara, it's chazilo umtsa. What does that mean? Hello? Anybody there? Yeah. How do you return? umtsa. It is chewable. It seemed to be... Even your mask is chewable. The shayla, if it's a swallowable, it's a different shayla. Okay, let's move on. So the Gemara says that raw meat in the olden days was something that was very much chewable. People used to eat it that way. Uh, the Rambam in Shabbos Perak Chavol, Heidegger Rambam, Paskins this way as well, and the Shulchanach Paskins this way, and some Mishal Chesif Lamanalev. That raw meat is not mukta, which basically means that if you open up the freezer and you've got ice cream, at the back of the freezer, and there's a chunk of raw American meat sitting in the front waiting to be cooked. Everyone's looking with like, oh, wow, I remember those days, right? Are you allowed to move it? So according to that, you're allowed to move it. Okay, we'll talk about frozen food in a moment. But I'll put them so far, raw meat's okay. And um, the Mr. Brewer obviously says that people that are very, very fancy chew on raw meat. Nowadays, they have them in fancy restaurants. What's it called? Is it what? Capaccio. Capaccio, I'm saying it right? I'm, someone's going to write me an email. You said it completely wrong. Capaccio, I don't know. It's what? Well, it's mummish raw meat. Completely raw. Wow. What's pshat? Is this anything to save on the electric bill or the gas bill? That's what it is. You go to a fancy restaurant and knock on and even cook the food. Ah, what a good Jewish business. What's that? It's very expensive, Noch. I don't have to cook it. Only Yidin can kind up with his Kavalda Gazachan. Anyway, I'll upon him. So that's the reason. It's because posh people eat it and never so up. Now, there isn't a Machoikas Achoinim, which I don't want to hide from you, because I don't need you guys to come back to me and say, oh, you never told me about the Machoikas Achoinim. There's a Machoikas Achoinim between the Mogan Avram and the Taz. The Mogan Avram says only soft meat that's raw is okay. Hard is going to be Asa. Meaning there's enough community. Which type of raw meat? Not every type of meat, according to the Mogan Avram, will be mutter. Only if it's a soft. What's that? No, not frozen. It's a type of hard meat. I, I don't know. I don't know the difference between different types of raw meats. But I'm assuming that there are different types of meats that are, some are hard and some of them are soft. Some are chewable and some of them are not chewable. The Taz says no. If the Gemara says it's mota, then it's mota in every single case whatsoever. How do we pass it in this Machrikas Morgan of Rome and the Taz? Daniel, ready for this one? 
Okay, so the poskim that paskim like the Morgan of Rome is the toast for Shabbos, the Machas Shekel, the Derech Achayin, the Chay Odom, the first you saw the Graz, the Kitzur Jochen, and the Benish Chai. And the person that paskim like the Taz is the Rashi with the Bach, the Lirav, the Nerdi Behuda, the Bameot, the Vilna Kohen, the Torah Shabbos, Marshal, the Kavacham, the Bioyma. Okay, hope you got that one. We'll put that in the newsletter. Beis Hashem, all the sheeters, guys, will be very impressed. Anyway, the Mishabura says Alochel Amaisa. That even though we paskin like the Mogan Avram, a person should be machmer like the Taz, unless it is a Mokim Hadchak, which means basically, Aloch Alamaisa, obviously it's best not to move it, but if you need to, it's okay. If Scheinberg once used to say that, I, we don't really eat it nowadays. In other words, all right, you go to a posh restaurant, they cut it like very thin or something, right? That's what they do. They don't give you a chunk of raw meat and sit on the plate and say, here you go, George, off you go, eat. Doesn't work that way, right? They, they slice it into like these thin slices, and they probably put like. Should we go to reserve cut? Go check it out. Reserve cut. We we'll learn up the sugya. We we'll learn the sugya in reserve cut right here. No, then it's necessarily with that Torah, and therefore it's okay. We'll get you all the money back. Next time I go to America, but Ezra Hashem, so maybe I'll go check it out for you guys. I'll test it out, I'll sample it, and then I'll let you know what, what they say over there. Okay. Okay. Now, anybody listening that wants to? Okay, Bekitsa. So where am I? Yushaimik said nowadays we don't do that. Right? You did. You. When was the last time you chewed on raw meat? Hmm. When was the last time you chewed on raw meat? No, Talmud of Rav Scheinberg. Talmud of Rav Scheinberg. No. Danny, no. Zuko Heineke of Scheinberg like this. He said, one second. Did the meat change from the time of Gemara? No. We changed. Said of Scheinberg, just because we became Mufunakim. You know what that means? I've heard everyone knows what that means. Okay? It's because we became snobby people that, oh, we don't touch raw meat. That doesn't mean the meat changed. When Chazal tells us, it's Umsa, it's Chazal Umsa, it is. Ah, we don't eat it. No, it's not my problem. That's how Shaman learned up the sugya. Okay? So when it comes to raw meat, most poskim are bismanenu, by the way, that it is mukta, and we should be machme, as we pass in the Orchashuch and the and the and when Moshe passes this way, he goes Moshe, Tzalachachma, the Benishchai and others as well, even though Lemais it seems from the Mishaburah to be more Mekel, Ravadi was Mekel, and Rubinus and Karelis, Rabchan Kanyeski, and others as well. So it's a major Machlaikas Aposkim. So that's why we say Lechatrela, we don't move raw meat if you don't need to, but if it's stuck, if there's ice cream behind it, and that's Onik Shabbos, and Onik Shabbos is a Shalavad Doraisa, by the way. So then it could be that you have to move it in order to get to the ice cream. Could be, given, by the way, it could be one second, it could be you could, it could, be, you could move, the, move the ice cream. Not a device, a muktzah drop on it. Could be you can move the ice cream without moving that meat. You know, you can, you can like sort of pull it out and at the same time shoving it to the side, which is called tiltum and atzad, and that would be mutter. Was that? What do you mean meat in a dish? I mean, they put raw meat in a salad, let's say. So it would be a bosses, which means whatever the din of the muktzah would be, the din of the kli holding it will be, which we haven't discussed yet, but it's a shemi bowl. Okay, so that's meat, my boy. So let's move on to fish. Okay? The Gemara. Wait, this is not frozen. This is not frozen. What's the problem? What's frozen? We're going to get there. Para, para. Hello, take it easy. Okay? It fits into the sugya. Para, para. Okay, meat. Let's move on. Fish. So the Gemara says that only salted fish is not mukta. Right. But non-salted fish, regular, pure, raw fish, is mukta. What's the reason? Says Rashi, nobody eats raw fish. It's dangerous. Uh, One second. Nobody eats... I'm saying that Rashi never went to Flatbush. I'm saying that. All right, he changed his deal when he went to Flatbush. But I'll upon him, when it comes to fish... Excuse me. Some people don't, eat, some people don't even eat cooked fish. 
Never mind raw fish. But the Gemara said, you do. Right. You also, you. What do you, you edit that? You edit this mirror? Put that one in. Anyway, so that's the Allah in Shokhanog. The Shokhanog says in the Summon Shinchasi, Lama base, that a fish that is raw, unless it's salted, obviously, like herring, is 100%. More so without any shila whatsoever. That's what it is. Now, Tosvas, uh, who was made by meat, um, tells us tells us the reason why, and he says, why is it that fish is different? He brings two reasons. He says, number one, the reason why meat is not more as really club. I mean, you can give it to dogs, which is a shy. What happens if you don't live in an area of dogs? We'll talk about it by bones, pits, peels, all sorts of things. We'll get there. Based on Hashem, we talk about the chicken bones. Where you live will depend on whether it's mokhtzur or not. But Akaponim Tosfa says that meat was royal to give to dogs. Nobody gives raw fish to dogs. That's reason number one that Tosfus tells us that fish is different than meat. The other reason he brings, and it's important to know that this is the second reason, is that the Bryce that says raw fish is Osa is Rabbi Yehuda, who actually holds of Mokta. But we pass in like Rabbi Shimon, who doesn't really hold of Mokta, except in certain situations. So for the second sheet in Tosfus, it could be there's a Mokta to Mekel by raw fish. The Maisa of Vosnan Shevet Halevi in Chedek Gimel Simachov Tes Oisdalet brings down that by Mokim Hefsid Vatchak a person could be Mekel. And uh, Rapadva from England, the Cheshav Eifoy, the Chedekalov, also brings down Hefsa God Lubish, Mekal Zepas Mubaliashav, which means that what happens if the freezer goes off? And that's a common shayla. You have a freezer that goes off. So generally, if it happens in the middle of Shabbos and you leave it closed for 24 hours, everything in there will stay generally okay. But there are exceptions if it's a hot day outside, or let's say it's the beginning of Shabbos and it's a long Shabbos. I'm worried about my fish that I've got over there. It's expensive, whatever. What am I meant to do? I can't pick it up and bring it to a neighbor's freezer. So on to the Mokim Hefsud, you definitely can bring it to a neighbor freezer. Again, we don't move it, but we can be makel and be simak on the second sheet too. If Tovis that holds that Shemit, Rib Shemit holds no mukta. Now, um, Yadidi was asking, what about a fish tank? Right, you ask that you have to feed fish, right? Obviously, that's mutta if it belongs to you and you have to feed them, that's about the mutta before you eat. But the question is, what happens, and this is a common thing, if you have an aquarium, now in Israel, they have a very complicated name for that. It's called an aquarium. Okay, that's the name that they figured out would be uh, most appropriate, right? Maskim? Oh, I've got, okay, you see, I haven't told me today, so just in case I don't come up with Israeli words. So, um, what happens if one of the fish dies? And the problem is, apparently this is true, I never looked into this, maybe somebody over here, the fish lovers, will tell us whether or not if you leave the fish in there, the other fish will die. They get depressed, then they commit suicide. Never. <laughs> okay, I don't know exactly the Mahalach, Achaim, exactly. Is that true? The, yeah, because one fish is dead? Did anybody study psychology of fish? Yeah? It's a real thing. You did. Oh, wow. Okay, so the Allah is the Maisa. You're allowed to remove that fish. It's Mukta, it's a dead fish. You're not eating that fish. So Allah is that that's actually going to be mutter because it's going to cause you a hefsid to all the other fish over there. Now the obvious side is what's with sushi. How does it work? Sushi came along. Sushi came along. How many years ago? I don't even know how many years ago sushi came along. I'm not even sure. Ten years ago? I remember giving a share in Manchester. And um, I gave a share when sushi was just... Was like, and I talked about Hilkos Brocha, because Brocha, Brocha was shown on sushi, is very complicated. And I got, got up there, it was a whole chair. They looked at me like, huh? And I realized half of the shit, because they, they had no idea what it is. It's Manchester, right? So it takes like a few years for things to, like, to get there. That's how it works. Either newspaper. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get hate emails now. 
<laughs> anyway, so um, sushi. What bracha we showing you make? I don't know. We're gonna have to. I don't know. It's a good kasha. There's a very good book, the Poka Locha series. I recommend you get it. So I think if a tofel talks about what bracha we showing you make on sushi. Rabbi Zil Obak told me one time when he went to Lakewood. He said he came back from Lakewood. He says the most common shadi he got in Lakewood. What bracha you make on sushi? Yeah, mamish. Anyway, so forget about the bracha we're showing you right now because that's all different sugya. Is it mukta fish? So I used to think that only certain types of fish, like sushi fish, I don't know, I, I don't need sushi, I've never eaten sushi in my life, but I'm assuming that it's every type of salmon. You could buy salmon, right? You could buy regular salmon from the store, and you, fresh, it has to be fresh, that day I think, right? High grade? Salmon. Same who doesn't buy high grade salmon on a regular situation, right? <laughs> so therefore... <laughs> That's right. You mean sushi in the restaurant? Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we can advertise the restaurant if you want. Should we advertise the restaurant? No? In Toronto. Okay, let's move on. So the question is whether sushi is going to be mutsu or not. So many of the can say that since everyone eats it, it's a normal thing, it became a normal food to serve. And many of it's not mutsu. That's what Mizzou and Obak told me in the beginning. And then he changed his mind. So, oh, oh, oh. so Israel Obak told me, and Rafak also was Muslims as well. That basically it might depend if you eat it or not. Meaning, for me, I don't touch sushi. So for me, it could be it's mukta. Oh, but for you, it's going to be mukta. Where do you find such a thing that we're mechalab to one person, another person? There's such a sugar. At the end of the Simon Shin Ches, we talk about mukta lashim is mukta lanim. Mukta lanim is mukta lashim. That we split up rich people and poor people because they eat different things, they, they, they dress different ways, they are massive different things in different ways. Mimela. It could be that if you're sitting in a simcha and they offer you sushi and you don't touch sushi, could be not to touch it. Could be smoked for you. Could be smoked for you. Because you would never touch such a raw fish, you would never eat such a thing. No, not because you just don't like it. I happen not to like that food. We don't say food you don't like doesn't just becomes mukta. But because over here we're dealing with fish which be'etzim is mukta, just that happens to be... For example, if the olive started to eat shtenders, what would you say then? Shtenders are no longer mukta. Theoretically, they were mukta, right? If, if, if it becomes the normal thing for people to eat something which is mukta, so it's not mukta, but only for that person, not for the whole world. Because mukta splits up that way. Okay? Let's just give you a few more examples on both sides before we move on. Who? Boy is like that. Um, even Muktzah, we've seen by Muktzah um, Kiss. It depends. Are you Muktzah on the phone or are you not Muktzah on the phone? So we do find by Mitzah there's a chelik. So Bezul Obach told me, Rafal also, both, told, both of them told me that the Maisa, it will depend if you eat it or not. Not that you don't like it, but you don't touch it. Ugh, for me, ugh, this is disgusting. You eat, you eat, you eat, you eat that? What? You eat it? Beautiful, because the Primagodim told me that. What should I do? The Primagodim told me that if you take out a Psyllis, Almanas to give to someone else, then it's okay, because I'm not taking out something. Ah, very good, very good. That's a pass sushi to somebody else. No, that would be Mota. that be Mota. I think so. I think we could say that's Mota. Rabbi, so what about raw eggs? Let's move on a few examples. Rabbi, say raw eggs. In the fridge, you're allowed to move them to Mota? Hello? What? No. You're not allowed to move them or they're not mukta. Which way? They're not mukta. Why not? You put them in the sun. You could put them... Ooh, very nice. You can put them in the sun. Beautiful. Shabbos Mimalaf. Wow, that's Kabbaldic. So what do we tell him, Isa? Shukhanah doesn't give that reason. He brings the reason that it's Chazonim. Chazonim used to eat them raw. Right? Shukhanah brings it in Shinnah Chavchaz. That they used to drink, it, drink raw eggs. So therefore, it's not really mukta. What about noodles and pasta? Spaghetti? That's obviously not cooked. Beautiful, Eli. That is mukta. Absolutely correct. You can't, you can't make it on Shabbos. 
You can eat raw pasta. I once saw South Africans eating raw pasta. I don't know. T. Rosenberg eats Really? Yeah? Only source of Africans do this. It's not a clean, it's not a utensil. It's not usable, it gets used up. That's the definition of Moktamachos Kufa. Ah! Getting involved in the sugi over here. What about vegetables? Potatoes. Raw potatoes. Raw potatoes. Mokta. Mokta. Right, not carrots, obviously, because you can eat those raw. Any vegetable that you cannot eat raw, that you can, you have to cook it. Obviously, it's going to be muktamach Rabbi say. There's no header to move it whatsoever. What about flour? Hello, flour. Flowers about the mukta. What about instant potatoes? They have powdered jello or powdered instant potatoes yeah. all these things are muktzah you can't make these things there's no way of making them and therefore it's going to be also we both said there's a lot more to discuss what we have to go through is we have so much to do frozen food what's the dinner of a cooked frozen food number two what about crumbs what about crumbs at the end of the meal bread at the end of the meal after benching Nobody's going to wash on crumbs because nobody wants to wash on pizza. I guarantee you nobody's washing on a crumb. What's the dinner for that? What about bones? What about peels of bananas, of, of oranges, of all of these things? Do they become mukta? At what stage do they become mukta? I both say tomorrow, Be'ez HaShem. There's a lot more to do. We'll discuss it, Be'ez HaShem. Tomorrow, have a beautiful and wonderful day.